This is a nice. podcast Fauci doesn't want you to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Show Me Yours Podcast with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And thank you so much for joining us for our first episode in our new location. We're still uh, figuring out the look uh, a bit, the angles, but uh, this is where we're going to be for the next little while. Yeah, for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. right? I think until the um, like uh, till the forces that be probably like take over the free world. Yeah, yeah. Or um, you know, some kind of alien civilization kind of comes down to like show us, you know, mm-hmm. where like probably either destroy. Yeah. Or maybe like hopefully foster a new generation of like love and peace. Yeah, yeah. Or if like uh, we get some more uh, lovely followers and subscribers such as yourself who want to help us out a little bit wouldn't that be nice get us a a fresh studio but yeah this is a home base and we are joined today by a fantastic guest a great friend of ours uh lou albany uh that's how you that's how you yeah, say it. Albany. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is the Lou. <laughs> the Albany. Lou Albany. First podcast mm-hmm. appearance of all time. Of all We're time. Breaking his internet yeah. cherry. Broke his podcast cherry. Mm-hmm. He's a great local comedian, very talented director, videographer, editor. Mm-hmm. If you're a real one and you've been watching our sketches as well, he directs and edits all of those. Um, and Soon to be uh, in front of the camera as well. I mean, this yeah. guy, nothing, nothing, nothing Lou can't do. There's nothing Lou can't do. And we a had mustache that demands respect. Oh, yeah. Wait until you get a load of this mustache. Oh, yeah. Um, but while we got you here, why don't you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment, five-star review. I'm the same, I'm gonna cu- don't mean to cut you off there. If you could leave a comment and tell me if I look like a fat guy on this coach, because I feel <laughs> like a fat guy on this coach. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, we might, you know, we, we might get some different chairs. We might do a different look because Johnny's mm-hmm. self-conscious. The one thing that I'm not going to do, go for a jog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sure. L- weigh in on that in the in the comments section. We'll get a Google poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me how dirty my pants are. I just finished work. Look at these things. Honestly, like, it just looks like just bust loads all over this thing. But that's just plumber's glue. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? That's just a... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if they can like see like your a, pants. I'm going to paint you up like my work pants. Yeah, yeah. ooh, that was nice. <laughs> hey. Um, but <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow us on TikTok, all that stuff. You know what to do. Uh, if you haven't done it already, then what are you waiting for? And if you're my mom and you haven't turned this episode off by now, then whoa. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. It, this episode gets a little uh, <laughs> hello. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's no, fun. it's fun. It's a fun one. Um as uh, per usual, we're comedians. The things that we say on here, we usually don't mean. Uh, Do we have to say that? We never, we never mentioned that. If you haven't figured that out yet, then yeah. Then yeah. And um, on this, on the, um, on that same note as well, if you want to come and see us live every Tuesday mm-hmm. in Kits at King's Head Pub, mm-hmm. and come and witness. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, watch us do stand up. We have the. Ca- uh, the ticket link in the um, caption, uh, what's it called? Description. Know. Below. Yeah, ticket link below, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, sorry, we've uh, been a little bit behind the last few weeks. Uh, it's been, you know, a lot of uh, 
moving stuff, yeah. but we're gonna we're back now. We'll be on time next week. We mm-hmm. promise. And um, yeah, without further ado, enjoy, enjoy Monsieur Lou. Support for Show Me Yours podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming. You know, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Don't I know it. (laughs) Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Hygiene Bundle for the man in your life. That's a performance package. All right, help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, Flashers. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code SHOWMEYOURS at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million clean-shaved balls we're talking about that's here. incredible. Right? You know, you never want to get yourself into a sticky situation when you go down on a fella and you're faced with just a, a, a face full of hairy balls, you know? Don't Is I know it? it? Absolutely. <laughs> and if you're going down there and you already find a sticky situation plus hairy balls, then exactly. what are you what kind of person are you dealing with? Yeah. You're with somebody that deals with manscaped, you're not gonna have that. Exactly. You know, the f- performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived. And obsessed is an understatement. You know, inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. They both smell fantastic. Uh, they do. And the performance boxer briefs, so comfy. And a travel bag to hold his goodies or yours if you steal it. Hey. <laughs> you know this lawnmower 4.0 it's the it's the future of grooming and dare i say the greatest ball trimmer ever i've used a lot of them i've used a lot of them and um you know what i mean to the point where like some of them just don't even have the power to really get through mm-hmm. you know what i mean the, the dense brush that i'm dealing yeah, with right it yeah. just gets clogged up and mm-hmm. and then it just kind of grinds to a halt that is the worst sometimes um there's uh ones that just have a little bit like too much too much razzle dazzle going on. Mm-hmm. Everything here is utilitarian. You need it. You exactly. use it. Exactly. You know, and you put it away and it looks good. Yeah, and ladies, it's so good. I'm thinking of getting one for myself. Uh, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. So say goodbye to his hairy mess on the bathroom floor and sink. You know, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in their performance package, the boxers and the shed travel bag. These boxers are so comfy, ladies. I would wearing them to bed. I know. (laughs) They're super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, not just for him. And, <laughs> and bring his comfort and boxers to another level. You know, it's time to take care of the man you love. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWMEYOURS. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWMEYOURS at manscaped.com. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Shave your balls. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. But in a new location. New location. This is very exciting. It's uh, a little bit more cozy, a little bit mm-hmm. more intimate environment. Today we are joined 
by a very good friend of ours. I mean, one of the most lovely men in the city, one of the most talented individuals that mm-hmm. I know. Very funny, a very funny fellow, but I mean, he directs. He also edits. He mm-hmm. does. What don't you do? Like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for <laughs> Lou Albany. Thank you. In the yeah, house. That's, uh, that's, Keep it up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do, man. Do you realize, like, do you realize the intro is like the most important, the most important part? You know what I mean? There's somebody listening right now deciding, like, fuck this podcast. Yeah, but not anymore. A director and an editor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, editor, I don't know. Yeah. You edited our shit. I, could, I yeah. mean, you know. I think you're a pretty good editor. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. I can chop. I'm, this is my first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give yourself a little credit, Lou. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, it's 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 about yeah. promoting yourself. I'm you know a genius. I mean? um, yeah, yeah, and I just haven't been discovered yet. But once that happens, mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah. Well, technically, I've we discovered you. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. credit us. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for get any l- success you may have. Get a little bit of that manscape <laughs> money, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a pretty good looking sponsor for manscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Looks like you've been scaping a little bit yourself here. This when 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 did you decide to bring the handlebar? Mustache back. Well, uh, a few weeks ago, there's a few patriots uh, making their way to Ottawa, and I just oh. wanted to stand in solidarity. Nice. This is a nice. podcast Fauci doesn't want you to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking right, baby. <laughs> I was actually saying that to Jackie the other day. Is that like uh, I, I love like the news, but I love um, I like like good news or like shit that kind of like um, that interests me or whatever. Um, Right now, basically everything is like uh, hate-based, clickbait kind of shit like that. And without mm-hmm. Trump now, everything is like like Joe Rogan's a bad guy. Like I don't care yeah. about what a comedian has to say about anything. Yeah. But you should care about what we have to say. I mean, but you know what I mean. Of course. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like everybody needs like uh, like the media needs a bad guy. Yeah, you know I'm trying I mean? to fill that void. You know, it seems like an <laughs> easy thing to do for oh, a while. Yeah, and, yeah, you're, you're, you're know, rocking like, the villain. Oh, I changed. <laughs> Cut this part off. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is something about to say like something be said about a change like that because something so drastic you know mm. what i mean like when you come back with uh you know that's a statement piece yeah because yeah. i feel like usually like uh, when you first posted the photo i thought that you were just like having fun when you were shaving i but was it's yeah <laughs> and then i said you know what it's just more fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah i like to just change everything every once in a while you know just mm. go through a little metamorphosis are people you treating you a little like bit a beautiful dif- butterfly yeah are you getting treated a little differently like around um like playgrounds schools things like that or? yeah 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 people are like hey you want to hang out with my kid and i'm like, sure no <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. This is going to live on the internet forever. Yeah, kids forever. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> and yours is ugly. So. This is going to look really weird for the um, uh, for the Woody Allen uh, documentary or whatever that's going to follow in like 30 years or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like he was trying to cover <laughs> oh, yeah. he was trying to cover his tracks the whole time. Like, like, why did they have I so swear. many kids? If he said kids, we're dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, I swear to God, there's no way we could have known. <laughs> it's classic misdirection. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually, well, that's another thing too about like the news or whatever, but like even like documentaries and stuff like the, we were very excited to move into the new place. We got to, mm-hmm. um, some cable and, and some internet and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff popping off, came with the HBO package. Nice. We're like, finally, we get to watch all these documentaries that have come oh, out. Yeah. It's just rape. It's all like rape documentaries. It's rape like, yeah, 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 I like, I like a good murder doc. I like a music doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to like, tell me about, you know what I mean? Like, like the better times like that, but no, mm-hmm. it just turns out that, uh, yeah, we've taken away creeps. Woody Allen. Definitely did it yep mj pretty sure he's innocent pretty sure <laughs> pretty Michael sure Jordan? What do you do? 
Jordan had his father killed. Definitely guilty. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know. I think it was. I think his murder was like a result of the gambling debts or something like that. I don't think Jordan put a hit out on his dad, but unfortunately, who knows? That's how it transpired. Who's to say? But yo, Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson documentary was basically just like an account of one guy and his mom, and there's nobody else in the documentary. And when when you're only hearing one side of the story, any of the stories, it's all just like this family story. And I think we stopped after like 45 minutes into the first episode. Yeah, right before it got good. I think like the second episode, there's like a second family. But from what I gather, these are the same two families that have been like accusing him for over a decade and have been like disproven and like taken to court and like had their cases thrown out and all this shit. And there's like no one there corroborating these stories where like we watched the Woody Allen one right before and it's like overwhelming yeah. the amount yeah. of <laughs> evidence every time like i don't i hope i i feel bad because when we watch documentaries i'm always like leaning towards the side of innocence right like i always yeah. want to believe that the person probably didn't do it you know what i mean because i just don't want to seem you know what i mean a fellow man caged right or yeah. woman or anything like that you know what i mean for that matter you're just like well hopefully hopefully this is all just a misunderstanding <laughs> yeah, yeah but i mean even me like i uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i walked like, away from when that she one. was like fucking nine years old like on tape like describing like what he did like right after it happened it's like oof, you you really start to see like how big <laughs> yes. of a piece of shit you are because i'm looking over at jacks be like i mean i don't you think she was coached to say that you're like fuck do i feel like <laughs> you just feel bad <laughs> I'm inclined, like, I just want to be a defense attorney or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, you know, let's, let's let's get to the bottom. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? If somebody's, like, a real piece of shit, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if uh, he wrote, you know, When Harry Met Sally. It doesn't, no, no, nothing really I don't think he anymore. wrote When Harry Met Sally. Nah, that he was made it, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh. yeah. That was, uh, what's her name? Nora, Nora Jones? Ep- no. Ephron? Yeah, Ephron. Ephron. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, me yeah. then. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Woody Allen, he did. Uh, that other, um, what's it, what's it called? Uh, Annie Hall, Ryan. right? Uh, <laughs> 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 Annie Hall, yeah. yeah, Annie Hall. No, Annie yeah. Hall, yeah. yeah. Either way, Private Ryan. I'm not I mean, on the um, on the on the surface, what do you think about like um, like a fall from grace? You know what I mean? Like for somebody like that, like highly regarded, especially like you're a film guy, right? So yeah, was Woody yeah. ever like um, you know, was there ever? ever do, you, do you ever hold anybody like at a, at a high enough regard that you're gonna lose? Um, you know, your your opinion on them or their art based on uh, what the news says later? I don't know. You know, it's like I love – I just love separating the art from the artist. You know? <laughs> it's, it, it, it just makes enjoying the art so much easier. In 2002, <laughs> you got to. You know, yeah, you got to. Yeah. And I try not to dig too deep into people's mm-hmm. – oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. He's done good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to someone famous, I think. And, yeah. You know, that's all I care to know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you dig deep enough, you're going to find something you don't like about anyone. Yeah. PTA's out there touching it? Diddling? Hey, whoa. Not oh, not okay. Not all right. Not you heard not it not here first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Show me yours exclusive. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, but it took him 13 yeah. years to make a movie about a boy. That's just like waiting for... For legal aid, nah, never mind. We don't have to. We don't have to speculate. <laughs> we don't have to speculate with PTA. Yeah. But that's like what's like so annoying about the our like culture now is that like any little thing people just want to cancel thing. them. Yeah, and it's like who the fuck cares? Like fucking yeah, the shit with Joe Rogan right now, and it's just like taking all of like the times that he said the N word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, like, taking it out of context, you know, and making like a fucking reel. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, it looks bad. 
But like he's a fucking comedian with a podcast. He's not like a news anchor. Yeah, totally. Like, he's gonna <laughs> run out of things to say eventually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want to say all the words, and then you're like, once you hit all, then there's that one, and you're like, well, you know. We're talking about thousands of episodes, thousands of hours yeah. of conversation. I mean, yeah. it comes yeah. out like I mean, yeah. Imagine somebody had put together um, uh, the the same type of video for every time you've said the n word. Yeah, that would uh, <laughs> be a short like, video for me. Why are these people taking videos of me as a 13-year-old <laughs> yeah, in my hockey yeah, locker right. room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Dude, I, was like, I said it under duress, okay? Yeah, why are <laughs> like, everyone... It. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who videotaped every conversation that me and my little brother have? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys just outed yourselves. I mean, I've, uh, personally, I'm, I've, been, I've been fighting for freedom for, uh, you know, for a long time now, standing up for equal rights and uh, you know what I mean that's just something that you're never going to catch me slipping on yeah sure. being a freedom Run fighter is a lot different <laughs> these days now <laughs> yeah. though right yeah, yeah. yeah you can't even be a freedom fighter that makes you a fascist yeah that's the crazy part about it like I always like I mean standing up against what you perceive to be tyranny and fascism is now like you are the fascist for standing up to you know the government that you perceive to be tyrannical it just seems kind of silly like it's a it's, it's, it's a mix of words you know what I mean mm -hmm. I think um, in the in the in the spirit of um you know standing up for your rights and saying what the fuck that uh, you know like you you believe to be true wh how why are they why are they racist what what's going on over there do you watch the news enough to understand what's going on in this in this trucker convoy not like you know i i don't know i'm pretty like apolitical and that's kind of like a shitty thing to be as well you know but it's just like no i think if you're if you write jokes i think it's the best thing to be yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like you want to put yourself like if you go too hard to one side of the fence then you're not gonna be able to make fun of them on yeah. that side right like i think i think yeah, you yeah. want to be you want to be in the middle i, I think, think everyone is in in terms of like having a conversation and just like the way you are around people you should be like apolitical like you can have your own opinions, but yeah. like unless you're in like a political debate or if someone asks you specifically, then like fucking keep it to yourself. It's like, have you ever, have you guys ever tried to change somebody? Oh God, no. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> right? no, no, no. Ever try to like change yourself significantly? Oh, that wow. also doesn't like mm -hmm. for someone else. For sure, know, like, for sure. You can't yeah. just yell at someone and be like, change. Exactly. I've yeah. definitely. It um, just makes people dig their he heels in deeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been apologized to for being try um, for somebody trying to change me. You know what I mean? Like after that relationship didn't work out, like years after, after you get a little bit of once like the ninth step of AA starts to roll around, mm -hmm. they start to apologize for all that crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. One of those things was the, yeah. you know, was that, um, uh, like, you know, the the ones you could accept the fact that you probably knew this um, relationship wasn't going to work out, but you're going to do everything that you can to try to, you know, what I mean, fit that person into a box. And obviously, yeah. when it blew mm -hmm. up, it blew up. So I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was cool, like, uh, as like an adult to to kind of like see that from the inside, but you don't really realize what's happening because it those little. If you're starting to do it for somebody else, then like you're gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck up. I'm gonna end up running into the night or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't change. Just stay. Yeah, that's the moral. <laughs> <laughs> and don't care what other people do. You know? Yeah. I think that's the big thing. You. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I, it's just it's just on the phone, right? Like it's mm -hmm. just on the phone. I don't. None of that shit like affects my life at all, right? Yeah. But then mm -hmm. like I mean, you know, three four times I gotta take a shit a day. You know, here I am glancing back at the glancing back at the news, right? And it's just mm -hmm. it's just bullshit that wants me to click on it. It seems to be negativity. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of negativity. My news feed is all like fucking Kardashians. Fucking last night, I realized I had been on my phone for like twenty minutes or whatever, 
And then I like looked up and I was like way behind on what we were watching. And then I looked down and realized that I had been I'd gone down a rabbit hole uh, about Khloe Kardashian's hands and how they look like chicken feet. Hmm. And I read multiple articles about it. It's like, w- <laughs> yeah, it's like journalism, I think, used to have like some integrity, mm-hmm. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I'm <laughs> people tell me it used to have a yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the idea. But, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's gone into a completely different thing, right? Like, now mm. it's, um, like, journalism before, I think it's like a newspaper. Like, this is, um, nobody's ever going to know uh, this information unless we kind of put it out there, right? Mm-hmm. And then if something had to be retracted, there, there, w- there was, like, um, there was a process of doing that. Nowadays, like, if uh, somebody, like, puts up a bad article about somebody then there's really no process or like um uh like ramifications that the journalist is going to have right like the the news organization will just move past it right but yeah. that you know even even like especially when you're falsely accusing somebody like it's going to damage that fucking career like and then people write like other hit pieces other hit pieces. I think Aziz Ansari was like a really good like mm-hmm. example of that totally, because you're like yeah. fuck man this guy is going to take a long time to climb out of that and then you read the article and you're like sounds like he was a pretty good guy yeah it was like paid, paid, paid for a cab home yeah like one girl <laughs> felt awkward and as soon as she told him uh, she wanted to leave he called her a cab and it was just like this one girl and because of that one fucking article like and it was at the time that all like the Me Too shit was happening and he just got lumped into the same thing. I was like, pretty sure like he comes out as the good guy in this story. Yeah. Like he fucking called her a cab home. Yeah. <laughs> like I've felt awkward on pretty much every date that I've ever been on. You feel awkward right now, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, you know, it's just how I feel most of the time. And, uh, <laughs> Your resting states. Yeah, so, I relate to that. You know, maybe I'll write a piece about you guys. And, you hey, know, like they you should, me yeah. feel weird. Could you imagine <laughs> a hit piece about me and Jackie? What would it say? These two uh, perverts. <laughs> Great start. Yeah, They've propositioned me so many times <laughs> i mean <laughs> you actually would have like a lot of source material to draw on for <laughs> you of all people <laughs> you know, yeah jackie like, tends to get naked every time that you come over which is weird. i've never I been naked i don't try to get naked i do i tell you <laughs> to get naked but it's always it's uh, it's always like amicable and i think um you know like mostly comfortable right so i think like what is it basically going to take to you know like lure you into a dark room or is it more of an alley situation do we have to find you in the wild i don't know yeah just like get me good like maybe get me when i'm really down oh yeah oh okay mm-hmm. okay because we've been trying to well, get you uh, the off the wagon <laughs> for a bit here do we have to get you liquored you might have to get me liquored. I was mm. a lot more of a slut when I was drinking. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What was the um? What was the shift from from booze to no booze for you? And when did that happen? It was uh, it was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I was taking this acting class on Saturday mornings, and every week we would like do a scene and film it, and then review it in front of the class the next week. And I was just hungover every Saturday morning. And I was looking like shit. Yeah. And then also acting like shit. I mean, I was a new actor, so how would I know the difference? But wouldn't um, know. We're naturals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's just like you're you're in this room full of like working professional actors, mm-hmm. and then there's you, and then you're just like your teacher's tearing you apart. 
on camera or in front of the class while you look at yourself and you're like, uh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. You showed up just like kind of bloated and shitty, slow, right. not yeah. didn't know the didn't know the lines, not doing the work. Didn't know the lines, just yeah. lazy, couldn't emote at all. Fair and, enough. You know, I was like, maybe uh, maybe it's the booze has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I also would black out a lot. Um, I started drinking probably when I was. 14 yep. so yeah. yep. you know i got like a solid 10 years of drinking yeah a lot go. of it yep. did, a, did a whole bunch woke up in places i wasn't sure got the stories yeah, yeah you know yeah. And just like it's like maybe i'll just take 10 years off focus on try to being like better at things and stuff and uh yeah i've just been it's been almost five years now Should talk about yeah. change huh yeah that's, yeah. that's a big so change you're almost at the halfway point mm. you're just taking 10 years off so at the ten year mark, are you gonna like fucking blow it out? Yeah, you know, hopefully I'll be a bit more mature uh, by that point. Mm-hmm. I think that was like my original thing. I was like, I can't handle this right now. If you I'm take ten years off and then just go back to just like beer bonging twelve beers straight uh, or just drinking like an asshole, you know what I mean? It'd be like a. That'd be you know I might be <laughs> yeah. <like laughs> it'd just be it'd be weird to go back to just like a fucking cooler full of jungle juice and like just you know like get, get naked, getting yeah, wild. Yeah. yeah, I could see you as like a classy drinker with like I was a like scotch guy. Scotch, like exactly. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I was gonna say. I've been craving whiskey for the last few weeks. <laughs> well, you came yeah. to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just been like, oh man, yeah, it'd be nice to have just a big glass of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was always a drinking to get drunk. That was the only point of drinking for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, still fucking party, do drugs. Still <laughs> 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 party. Fun, right, guys? Like, you, you've never known me as a drinker, so. No, no, yeah, but we've no, never no, also known you as a drip either, right? Like, you've always mm-hmm. been you always been fun to hang out with and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it never really defines, uh, <laughs> it never really defines person. I feel kind of, like, uh, like weird sometimes, like, uh, we... We're kind of performing a lot, so we're always at shows, and uh, the the only time that I really get to see any of you guys is, you know, like, you when know, we're when, we're, yeah. when we're out, and when we're out, I'm always drinking, so, like, I've known people now for probably, like, you know, like, a few years of my life, and they've only ever seen me with a drink in my hand, yeah. which is, uh, I, I fuck them, I, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I don't know, but there, it is something that kind of in the back of your head or whatever, right, like, um, Especially if you're doing like multiple shows in a night, then like yeah. the first one I do Stone Cold Sober, that kind of like ramps up. You know what I mean? You just kind of uh, yeah. like kind of like find the find the groove or whatever. But yeah, it's interesting to think of like what other people might think of you. You can't think of life like that. But no. if yeah. that was the case, I'm sure they're like, oh, we probably like John either needs help or <laughs> he's too far <laughs> gone. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's like you you definitely come across as someone who has like a handle on it. Like you enjoy it, but you know you. Not yeah, like, I don't uh, think we're ever like rowdy at shows. No, I like, try not to stumble around and do the. Yeah, exactly. I think. Um, yeah. But that being said, like it's a, it's it's weird because my like my family's, um, you know, I, I have family members that are heavily uh, into, um, like the programs and stuff like that, sobriety and uh, and then levels of that that kind of like exist throughout. So there's you know people in my family that got it together. There's people in my family that think they have it together. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? That's kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, the way that it goes but then even now doing comedy it's like crazy to see how many people um are either going sober now or just kind of like sober by choice and stuff like that it's a weird time to to kind of get in like i should have started doing comedy when i was 23 and then we could at least you know got a chance to party with some of these guys but it is like funny in like our at least in like vancouver i feel like most of the comics are either like drinkers or they don't drink at all like there is, there isn't like a lot of people who are like, oh, I'll have like one drink every now and again. Yeah, it's like usually there are people who like drink a lot or they don't drink at all. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like a comedy thing, 
or if maybe it's just a Vancouver thing. Right. Yeah. That like it's just so expensive to drink. You That's know? true. That's part oh, of where fair I'm enough. like, you know, saving a lot of money. But yeah, fuck. And everyone always talks about that. They're like, yeah, I can only like afford to buy. Uh, we were just talking um, at uh, our show at, in at Kingshead last week. We were with uh, Jake Spencer, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I can only afford to support uh, a handful of uh, so many venues a week." Because Jake's like, a broke ass bitch. Yeah, it was so funny, but it's like I never think about that. Even though like I'm like broke too, I'm never like, "Well, I can't drink." I'm like, but no, you have like I'm dual income, and like yeah. I think that's something that I never really take advantage because I have a pretty good job and like families like there's small family my dad told me one time i'm like broke he's like what the fuck is matter you small families thrive on your income <laughs> and that's just a quote that i love <laughs> it's a fucking cool cool bunch of words together but then you kind of start to realize and it's like oh okay like i could have like you know paid off debts and done everything like that but like mm-hmm. what i don't do is like think about what the bill costs if i'm at dinner or something like that you know what i mean like yeah. i make enough money that like that that's okay and i mean that's probably like the best thing so i don't really realize how like frivolously i probably throw Mm -hmm. fives and tens around yeah i think that might be Mm -hmm. the thing too maybe now that's another thing too is i always thought that uh, like if once you're getting into comedy anybody that's a little bit um like further ahead than you is like older than you do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. in like that thing and then i I, you here for two years and you're like get to know these people you're like oh wait a minute that's a child yeah yeah Yeah, there's like some real young guys oh yeah totally like real young so like younger than me and so totally "Hmm." Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, there's definitely a pool out here. There's a pool of good, and there's a lot of fucking dorks out there too, oh, right? Dude, so, so we're many just fucking nerds. Oh, man. <laughs> so many fucking losers. Dude, oh, we're yeah. just wading, <laughs> wading through the Name mud, them. baby. <laughs> Name, Name them. Name here we them. go. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been loving the drama in the scene lately, dude. Yeah, oh, what's your favorite man. part? Oh. I don't know if I should name names. I know. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it after that. That's the best yeah. part of this podcast yeah, yeah. is after the fucking after the the mics turn off and shit. Then we'll get into it. But yeah. like it is it is funny because like with me and Jax, we stay like so out of it, and we're such like a like a insular unit. Yeah. So like none of the bullshit will ever kind of like affect us, but we just kind of see it all and kind of comment it. Like I look at us like uh, like the best in show announcers, <laughs> just like looking at all these dorks, just like, yeah. <laughs> like but it is it is great to see, and it's. A lot of it is kind of understandable. Like, jealousy is, like, really fucking easy to come across when you feel like you've been working hard and you're not getting it fucking, you yeah. know what I mean, half yeah. as much. And then when you're, you know, when you get somebody that's feeling comfortable enough to say, fuck this person, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it feels like a lot of people will fucking open up to us for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, like, are always, like, um, we'll, we'll, like, play the field. And so we'll be, like, you know, supporting them and, like, kind of take their side. Yeah. And then as soon as they leave, we'll, like, say what we really think about it. <laughs> Fucking nerds, yeah. man. Where did these it's losers funny, come get, from? Well, it's it's weird because it's hard. You'll never get like a like a like a true lay of the land. You basically just have everybody's account of what happened, right? Yeah. So you know what I mean. At the end of the day, um, you know, you just kind of sit around and you know hope somebody walks through the door. <laughs> like if the show is kind of you know if the show is kind of iffy or whatever, be like I'm, I'm sitting there in the back of my head sometimes thinking like if this person walked through the door right now, the entire fucking vibe of the night would change you know what i mean and that if it does totally, happen it's funny yeah. right because yeah. um, like I, I try not to get like you know as invested into it i know like we spend a lot of time doing it and we're you know kind of like always there but if you can't fucking laugh at it then what the fuck are we doing right because yeah, there's so much um so much of it that 
I get pissed off about too. But at the end of the day, like you're just like you can't take it that seriously. Yeah, we're fucking Canadian entertainers. <laughs> to say exactly, like, like, yeah, you know, but <laughs> yeah, Vancouver Canadian. Exactly, and it's crazy the amount of drama within like the Vancouver comedy community. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> so much it's drama. Like, people take themselves so fucking seriously. It's just like this weird like insular group. That, like, there's so much infighting and stuff. And it's like, do you fuck realize yeah. no one gives a fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, we're all back. fighting for spots yeah. that nobody, like, we can't even fill the rooms to these yeah. shows. And shit. If you watch, like, a, a lineup and then you'll see, like, oh, this person, like, hates the headline or this person is hated by everyone else. And it's like, everyone in the audience has no fucking idea. And you see, like, <laughs> a poster for a show and you're like, that person's headlining? Yeah. Oh Get my the fuck God. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is in charge of this? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you're like, those are all just uh, open micers. <laughs> exactly. Well, They're going to charge one, money uh, for this? Totally. <laughs> there was one last week. Oh, well, I'll I'll tell you after. But, like, there was one last week. And, like, the – or I think it actually might even be for next week. But there was one poster that we saw. And I was like, who the fuck made this person the headliner? Like, whoever is booking the show has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Because this is not a headliner. This person, like, should barely even be booked on any show. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I think it's fascinating. I think a lot of the times, like, I mean, they might even be, like, booking themselves on that thing. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Just, like, sucking just a fucking, like, yeah. the best blowjob in the world to get on that thing. Like, how does it, either one way or another, um, you know what I mean? It, it, like, it's happening. All we can do is, like, try to put on the, you know, the best shows that we can or whatever. Have some fun and, you know, and, and try to stay out of it. But, my God it's so difficult when every time you look on like your social media you're like this is what instead of writing jokes this is what you fucks do <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the fucking forum. Yeah. and like i will spend like hours on the forum just scrolling through it's just, like i hate like yeah. i hate being involved in drama but i love watching it unfold just from a safe distance oh my God. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with that. passive aggressive mm-hmm. comment like or you know what i mean it's, exactly it's reacting yeah. to comments mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but you know what i mean um enough negativity aside i think mm-hmm. like we could uh we could we're definitely gonna chop yeah. that one up and put it out to the world like let them know what we think about them but <laughs> fucking losers in this yeah. <laughs> quit quit you fucking quit <laughs> just stop it just, you're never gonna make it exactly well i thought we all darcy boone collins this said we're all gonna guy. make it <laughs> he said he said every single one of us are gonna the make it lone positive comment to come out of his mouth Surrounding comedy, just <laughs> dripping sarcasm. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Uh, that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. said. Anything genuine? <laughs> 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 Other than like scathing insults. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna yeah. keep? Are we? Let's. Uh, yeah, we didn't just come here to talk about pedophiles and Vancouver comedy. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. We are a music podcast, Lou. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but I now that we're because now that we've. Uh, you know, we we we've ascended. We've gotten to the point mm-hmm. where it would be shitty of me to not at least mention. Sometimes we don't even mention an album, but this one is important. It's important to me. It's and important me. to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's important to you, Lou. You brought it in. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably. So. I mean, I yeah. Something. It's this. This is the classic. Okay. This is the Clash. London Calling, third album, 1979, December release in or CBS Records, I believe, in Europe. Epic Records in 1980 in America. Yeah. One of the greatest albums of all time. Fucking number eight on Rolling Stone's Top 500. I mean, what really can I say about this? That uh, I, I'm not going to say anything more. Why did you bring it in? Where did yeah. you start with it? Tell me about The Clash, Lou. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Uh, so this is the album I've probably listened to more than anything, mm-hmm. uh, I think. That's why I brought it in. Yeah, I think it just hit me at that perfect time in my life where I th- I was like 13. Yep. You know, all the all the hormones mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. That, and that anger. And Hell yeah. But also, you know, it's not just anger. It's fucking silliness. Well, I think like that's like so the fun. best part about this, like I'm um, like defining like my life, I think, like based on music was like um, was the huge thing about my childhood. And then when you find like punk rock and you're like, oh, OK, like I'm going to fall into this category like this is yeah. the shit. And then it's a, it's a really big umbrella from like ska over to like hardcore and stuff. And then you can kind of see that I wouldn't like classify this as like the most punk rock record of all time. Nah. But lyrically and in like um, like the essence of it and what they're talking about, mm-hmm. it is the mo- you know what I mean, right? Like yeah. if uh, you know if you stack depending on how you stack it up or whatever, right? Like it could be the, a sound or an aesthetic and like a way of life or whatever. So like when this one kind of opened the eyes to like um, somebody told me once when I was a kid, if it isn't punk, it sucks. And I was like, that fucking, that's a cool thing to say. (laughs) And then I did, but then you hear like all the other like musical influences and stuff on this album and you start to realize like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason why like Psycho Billy is like basically just like punk rock rockabilly or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Ska being like a, you know, like an offshoot, like, you know, punk rock reggae and stuff like that or whatever. Right. And this kind of like encapsulates all of that shit perfectly. Yeah, man. It it, like, it uh, it casts a wide net, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it, it catches a lot of, good good goodness and then you know i think it's it just has like that kind of ma- like broad appeal to people too yeah it's super Absolutely. accessible mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for sure i will say you know it's like i'm not a super big punk guy totally, you know yeah. like uh not a lot of other bands i can name i can name bands but you know of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's yeah. the only band that matters to me Fuck. you know yeah, yeah of course yeah. <laughs> yeah. well done yeah, it, it's uh yeah it, like when but yeah, it hit me in like 13, 14. It's just like, it explains so much of life to you. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Like gives you a way to kind of look at things mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's, it's funny because uh, you get like the global um, uh, view that things aren't all right. Because at that time at 13, I'm in a small town and like things aren't all right. But that's just like, you know, that's mm-hmm. just locally. I mean, yeah. obviously like my life, my family, blah, blah, blah. Like the world, I mean, 9-11 just happened. So there's like a bunch of crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm kind of even discovering like comedy and like John Stewart and all that kind of stuff at the time South Park and everything is like a scathing indictment you know what I mean you could fucking throw shots back then and people yeah. wouldn't fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean right um you know, it was a good time and then when you're seeing like shots thrown like musically you know add stuff that um like culturally now because I'm uh, like now I'm into like history because of the shit that they were talking about you need to understand the world at the time to understand you know what I mean what they were talking about right yeah, like people yeah. are worried about like what London's gonna fucking flood? We're like, yeah, that was yeah. a real concern. Yeah, <laughs> and they live by the river, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we watched fucking this morning, we were watching all these like little like kind of mini documentaries on it. Oh, there's a bunch. Then, Check out YouTube oh, yeah. and just yeah. see on and calling and documentaries. There's YouTube a bunch of cool shit. Just like played this one that's like these two people listening to London Calling for the first time. Oh, they were a black couple like, that was so awesome. Yeah. It was so yeah. like yeah. a guy and a girl with headphones on, and the girl was like grooving out to it, and the guy the whole time was just like I think he was like looking at the lyrics, like really yeah. kind of getting into it. Like, yeah, and it was, it was, <laughs> and it was awesome. So funny, yeah. When like every time the girl kept pausing it, being like, "I'm imagining myself like on a London train in a trench coat, <laughs> and it's about to rain." Yeah, everything <laughs> that she said was like, uh, "Yeah, it was. It was very environment and fashion based." Yeah, she was like, "But I'm wearing sunglasses. It's not sunny out." <laughs> Gotta have I'm sunglasses with a trench coat. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah, she was cool. <laughs> she, she, yeah, yeah, she, she had cool stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I like about like, I. 
just love how they sound British. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels mm-hmm. like British. It's just like yeah. A lot of British bands to me don't seem that British because they you know throw on the American accent. Totally. Yeah, I think like um yeah when weird early Beatles punk like with the stink, Clash. <laughs> yeah, but like the early Clash and like the Sex Specials and stuff like that are so like of that thing you know like ah mm. yeah man anarchista that whole thing, and I think um. Yeah, it's cool. Like Billy Idol is on the on the on the screen here right now, and I think like maybe hip like um, uh, did you ever hear like Generation X, like his first like early stuff? And I think um, anytime like uh like the Who or like like I might be speaking out of turn, but like any um like British rock or whatever really did have that feel. Even like you know like Led Zeppelin or something like that mm-hmm. didn't sound like. I mean, well, they were covering like blues songs from America and stuff like that too. Shit. Yeah. Well, that's. Just <laughs> You Time too. to take my birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke weed a lot during the day, so that's like usually a nap. Like so, at six o'clock, we both have alarms on our phones. Hers is to take birth control, which I totally support. Mine is because I'm probably like stoned and I went to sleep, and we have a show to do or something like that. So I just have a. I have a six o'clock alarm just to, like be awake. That's why you're giving me a hard time when I said I'd be late. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'd be doing yeah, it. Sleeping. <laughs> anytime you get the opportunity to say what you hit the snooze button, Cheech, then you say that. But um <laughs> Yeah, those is an interesting interruption. But um I think uh, sounding British. Oh well the, the well that's the thing. Like there's some like um so cool like uh, from a canadian perspective too right because Mm -hmm. like everything um a lot of canadians are like super proud to be canadian but for me like all the like music and art and everything that i love and i grew up on the border so basically 10 minutes away from my mom's house is like i'm closer to spokane and coeur d'alene and shit than i am to like Kelowna from my hometown right so to me it was always crazy being like if i was born fucking 10 minutes down the road i would have so much easier access to mm-hmm. um you know even even albums were priced um like like cheaper and shit like when you know like everything is a little bit more accessible bands would come through that area maybe like spokane you know i always i always thought like fuck if i lived there you know what i mean i could be a part of like a bigger scene like i was always like a little bit too moving faster than i needed to because mm-hmm. i mean i found like my thing and you know everything is cool now right it's just like yeah. the way that it worked out but as a kid living in the woods and like um only getting like a little bit like it was just a fucking little taste right so american culture was always like the coolest thing you know what i mean like rather than like like red green fucking like the red green show every canadians were fucking like even caricatures of themselves right yeah you know what i mean other than like uh like silly um like kids in the hall was probably like the one thing that i identified with as canadian being like fuck yeah that's the shit but um as a kid american kind of culture was the coolest thing so it's always weird for like british acts and things you know to kind of put on an accent to dress up because once you see like you know, like London is, you know, pretty fucking cool too, right? And for like bands to like embrace that thing and to be like singing about, you know what I mean? Like all like their, um, you know, their problems. It's all the same. People's kind of like dealing with shit everywhere. So fucking weird that there's like an entire genre or like a, or, you know, I guess like generations now of like singers and songwriters that are singing in a different accent than they speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. fucking good. It's, it's weird. And I know that America's cool and shit, but at the end of the day, like, fuck those guys kind of too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like when they, d- like, I think they might do American accents on the album, and but it's like making fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. It's more on Sandinista than like combat rock. But yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get that. Um, As a as a clash, Um, well, yeah, as a fan of the band, where do you stand on um, like other albums as far as London Calling? London Calling, I think, is the easiest um, like intro, but I have a very definitive favorite Clash album that's not London Calling. 
Is it Sandinista? Not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fuck. Get out of my <laughs> fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I got a buddy whose favorite album is Sandinista. Really? <laughs> That's it's like it's. They do everything. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> everything. It's like a fucking six LP thing. I have it. It's, there are it's some really solid bangers, like some of my oh, favorite sure. songs for are sure. on Sandinista. Yep. yep. Like uh, Charlie Don't Surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, straight to hell, but like. Yep. Um, yeah, I think London Calling probably for me is up there i mm-hmm. do like say london calling combat rock sandinista and then wow oh interesting for interesting yeah. for me it's the it's the um it's the first self-titled like i mean hands down it's but yeah. that's like their. i mean that's a punk rock right like i mean mm-hmm. just um, every like energy and and all of that stuff was yeah the first time and my um my obsession with like uh with like collecting and the first time that I heard the Clash um, um, self-titled album, the first song on it is Clash City Rockers, mm. and that's not the case. That's so that's like there's a difference between an American and a UK release, and right. I didn't know what was going on. So yeah, so I bought the album one time and I was like fucking stoked on it, and then I was going on a like a road trip I think or something like that. So there was like um, a gas station copy of just like the Clash, right? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's get that thing. Nine ninety nine at the gas station. It's gonna be sick, and I threw it in there, and the first song is like. Um, fuck i'm not even sure exactly what it is white rider something like that but it's not it's not like mm-hmm. that album stars as a clash of your rockers thing so that began like an obsessive compulsive thing where i need to find like you know this particular copy of this particular right. album mm-hmm. and then tell everybody about it and now i'm just boring you guys but this has been go on this has been uh uh yeah like a fascination or whatever like uh, you know i you know i'm like but that's um from from that one and then my like my i think my little sister as she's grown up um and her kind of love for for London Calling is it's, it's a it's like a it's a thing even in my family we all kind of come together especially with my dad and my little sister um, Jen she fucking loves this album and her favorite songs like Lost in the Supermarket and even you know even to me when I'm listening you know it's so funny that there's this band spans so much where it's not like yeah. um you know uh like like it's not ACDC's fucking you know meat and potatoes F- your favorite ACDC song probably sounds a lot like my favorite ACDC song because all yeah. of them kind of sound the same. Yeah. So would you say that, you know what I mean, like Combat Rocket Sandinista or whatever, and my little sister to say Lost in the Supermarket Surf, I'm like, you guys are fucked. But I'm like, <laughs> no, that's all still good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's like anything, and they do like a lot of like character studies in their songs, right? Mm-hmm. Like Lost in the Supermarket is just, you know, from the point of view of like this one person mm-hmm. instead of talking about themes and totally. like, events. Yeah. 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 And then like, I think that's just good storytelling. That's For sure. Good storytelling is just good entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think it's uh, like it speaks to like the collaborative effort of the band too. Is that yeah. it's not just Joe Schrummer's thing. It's not just you know what I mean. So like they all kind of like come. To, even um, Guns of Brit- Brixton is like written by the bass player here. We we're watching these things. It's like his first crack at songwriting, and it's yeah. like that's yeah. your first fucking crack at songwriting because yeah. the Guns of Brixton is like uh, yeah. one of my favorite songs on the album, you know. Um, but it's it's cool that they you know what I mean they could all come together in a collaborative effort and <laughs> shit like that, right? And then yeah, and really be able to span. I think when they were like. Another thing we did, just these little kind of like tidbits or whatever that we've kind of picked up uh, this morning doing the research. And um, they had said that this is after like a year of, um, of writer's block. After Give Them Enough Rope comes out, they're going in for a third album and they haven't written a song in like a year. Mm-hmm. So they kick everybody out of the studio and they just start fucking around with all different types of music and stuff. So there's not one person in there that's going to, you know, that's not in the band that could like yeah. influence yeah. the sound or whatever, right? So yeah. it's like everybody needs to fuck off and we're going to try some shit. And uh, you know what I mean? And then this comes out is is pretty epic yeah i think yeah, there's i mean I don't, I don't i don't i can't name too many else like i mean there's a million great albums up there but yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah man 
fucking rules. <laughs> Did we just bang it out? Is that <laughs> yeah, sure, like, <laughs> like there's it's just a front to back bangers, you know? It's mm-hmm. th- there's no song on that album that I cannot just like not sing along with. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought it was funny too when we were watching all the shit this morning, like every single one mentioned how um Train in Vain wasn't on the, like the original uh yeah. Yeah, or yeah, whatever because yeah. they had printed it before they had finished this song yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and like all of these like how everyone thought it was because they were embarrassed of the song and they mm. didn't like want it on the track listing sounds just kind of like hateful <laughs> yeah. if you come like at the yeah. back there, there's poppy songs on this it's not the only poppy song on this album yeah. but it's yeah. hilarious yeah. for people to think like, oh, they're, like, they're, well, they're embarrassed they don't want it on the track listing it's like that's like, one of the most popular why songs. would they put it on the album exactly, exactly. exactly. why would they yeah. finish the album with that song yeah. like, <laughs> like they printed yeah. it they're like ah We'll still put it on, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll but, on, but we won't put it on the track listing. <laughs> sometimes you just got to create your own narrative, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up to you. You know, you got to get in front of that thing. Yeah. That's so fucking ridiculous. Because yeah. I wonder if that would have been, like, one of the... Or, like, how long secret songs were... Or how popular right. they were. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, in the days of CDs and shit, that was, like... Totally. pretty common on like hip hop mm-hmm. stuff and like um like new metal in the early 2000s a lot of uh lot of albums kind of wait that three songs, minutes or whatever yeah. some 41 had a bunch of them shit too like mm-hmm. i mean yeah you just you know you wait in the back there but i didn't like i mean you can't necessarily do that on a like a record like if you're you're gonna look at it and you're gonna see the grooves are, are yeah. scratched exactly, in there right there's yeah. gonna be another song coming here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. automatically plays yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna keep playing yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like one of like yeah like it was like an instant hit. It was like one of the most. I think one of the most popular. I think songs at the time, yeah, they said it was like their yeah. their their highest charting like Billboard yeah. song or something like that. Like twenty four or some shit, which is fucking. <laughs> it, it's it's impressive, but it's like um, but that song with like. I don't know, like, yeah, like, you know, fucking like Guns of Brixton and Brand New Cadillac. You know, if you say like those three songs are all on the same album, like mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, like to the point where. I think, um, you know, like finding those, I, I digging your fucking heels in the sand. And I remember like arguing on school playgrounds, like, you know what I mean? No, this is, this is the best, (laughs) this is the like only band that matters. Do you have any, um, uh, wild, um, sorry, I'm just, I keep looking at the, the, I have the, the Spotify <laughs> playlist here going in the background. Turn I'm just thinking off. of like the New York dolls. No, fucking, we should, we should okay. keep it. We should okay. keep it. Because <laughs> it's going. But um, do you like? Where were you? Like, um, did you kind of like discover it? Like, did you find the album yourself like firsthand? Did, were you Napster downloading kid, or did you did you um, have like a parent's copy that you were picking up? Like, yeah. how did you how did you get into tunes when you were a youngster? Yeah, LimeWire. Uh, I originally had a Discman. There, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Discman. But it wasn't on that. It was MP3s with The Clash. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think the first CDs I bought were uh, the Beastie Boys, um, License to Ill. It's not bad. Nice. And uh, NWA, The Strength of Street Knowledge. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. Okay. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the most popular NWA album, but ooh, she bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, but yeah, I think with the Clash, it was my f- my friend Sage, big influence on mm-hmm. me. Uh, he's got a lot of a lot of hits. He likes a lot of weird things that I shout out Sage. Sage? Yeah, shout out Sage. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he might have brought he like I think we definitely shared that love of the yep. Clash. You know, mm-hmm. he was definitely more aesthetically a punk rock dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He had a mohawk, and uh, yeah, 
You so. love the team. Let them in. No, where <laughs> Fort St. John. Fort St. John. That's yeah. oof. So like yeah. you're far from the border at that yeah. point. Like you're in the oh, middle yeah. of nowhere. How do you find like um like your thing? Because Fort St. John, you don't strike me as um I, I worked up in Fort St. John for a while, right? There's a lot of big jacked up trucks, there's a lot of pregnant girls, um, there's a lot of uh yeah, a lot of a lot of like a vibe there that I don't see you kind of like fitting into. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> now, motherfucker, you can shave a mustache into your yeah. face, but that doesn't mean you can turn a wrench. I like stroking the chin where there's no hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a fucking tourist yeah. in tough guy town. Yeah, <laughs> with that yeah, fucking you're trying to fool all these city slickers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fu- yeah, I fight people. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I like, I lo- <laughs> like, can you fix a car? Do you just kick the tire and say, well, that's your problem right there? Um. Yeah, like I rebuilt my motorcycle engine last year. Oh, he's what? got a pair on his <laughs> ball, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> With under the direction of my friend who was a mechanic who was mostly doing and I, I was just helping. Hey, know. fair enough. Still, no, that, that's I was there. That's I'm sorry, but I I'm sorry, I just I always assume you like have a um, motorcycle you know. Uh yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, who am I? I'm over here fucking, okay, so it's like the film kind of artsy fella. I thought that, you know, sorry, I I misjudged. I it's like I have an interest in that thing. Like I used to, like I've done concrete forming and finishing. Like uh, I work as an X-ray guy on the pipelines, bro. <laughs> I've done a lot of like, yeah, just like random construction stuff. But I never, like, truly enjoyed it. Oh, know? totally. Yeah, yeah, me yeah too, it doesn't yeah. get that f- total. Uh, mm-hmm fulfillment out of it dude yeah. when yeah. you fire up a boiler in the basement and you're on the 29th floor and it gets hot a water gets hot in like five seconds that'll get you fucking hard but other than that yeah <laughs> yeah but it's like i never got into like an actual trade and got been like oh yeah this is yeah. sweet that i understand everything that's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, and, yeah. and so what made you decide to did you go straight from there to vancouver or did you yeah. go elsewhere yeah it was uh 10 years ago actually oh yeah. shit Young boy of eighteen, almost nineteen. There you go. And mm. did you come down here to to, to pursue your passions, or did you I come down here with a just to get out of Fort Saint yeah, John? Fuck yeah, right. yeah. I moved down here. I was like, uh, didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Knew that for a while. My brother was living here, mm. and my half sister as well. So mm-hmm. like, just the obvious thing. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, I came down. And, like I've been back a couple of times to like pay off debt or oh for sure. Right. You know, gotta pay the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta pay the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, it's just Vancouver seemed easy enough, right. and then you know. So then, where did you find? Um, uh, when did you start doing um, like like film? That's kind of like where we kind of like. I mean, other than comedy or whatever, but yeah. like once we kind of like uh, got down, like you, you look, you you have a, you have a feel in the room, like you've done it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really haven't. <laughs> Fake it till you, you make it, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. The first thing Shit, I did, we invited you on our podcast. We thought you'd come <laughs> <stuff. laughs> Like, the first thing I've I did... I've been taking off my clothes in front of you for nothing? <laughs> for nothing, yeah. A straight face, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you do it. If you were ever wondering just how to get jaggy naked, you come in here. <laughs> you don't ask. Just <laughs> wait for me to suggest it. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually accurate. <laughs> They always do. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, so I started acting, like, doing the pursuing acting thing first of all. And then I was like, uh, this is weird. But I do want to get back into it now. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm kind of at a more balanced place where I can. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, started acting. It was real uh rough on the old psyche see we got some we got some ideas for you oh yeah yeah can i can i pitch you one right now yeah yeah okay so imagine we're detectives but we're also 
real estate agents, but we're also <laughs> mechanics, and we just got way too much shit going on in our lives, <laughs> and uh, we're moving way too fast. John Hooker, TJ Blow, we're Hooker and Blow. Okay. Fuck. Detective. Did, oh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> land. Didn't land. Okay. <laughs> I just like the idea of uh, us just being like completely coked out and like running around, but like you can't like you like you. Have you ever, have you ever been on cocaine, Lou? Uh, my mom's gonna watch this. So no, no. <laughs> good, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I've never been on it either, but what I the mustache. yeah, what I read the mustache. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man with a fucking mustache like that. <laughs> he just breathes fresh air and finds cocaine, doesn't he? Yeah. I always find that people just always have too much going on. You ever have a guy like try to pitch you a business opportunity when you're at a bar at three in the morning or something like that? You know what I mean? That's what cocaine will do to you. So I feel mm-hmm. like just detectives and also real estate agents and things like that. You know what I mean? I just I just love the idea of just like a, of a detective duo, like a buddy comedy, like call, called Hooker and Blow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's we dumb. have. I mean, we have other stuff too. We have I better mean, we stuff, have so but I just thought of that the other day. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, Lou's gonna love this, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have so well, swing and a miss. Don't be afraid to pitch stuff, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, yeah. That <laughs> it's not a no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, let's work on it. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna massage it. Yeah, yeah. find me a good suit. I'm there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you about this noodle suit I'm gonna make for Johnny. Okay. <laughs> we want to be giving away all our best stuff because <laughs> that's gonna be the first one that we shoot. Yeah, that one's actually coming out in a couple months. <laughs> but yeah, we have a bunch now that we're moved. Uh, and everything too. We have time to start uh, yeah. doing mm-hmm. more sketches mm-hmm. and stuff. We have a sick web series. Have we told you about the web series no. we want to do? Oh man, should well, we, we fucking won't, uh, make some dinner and shit? And fucking, we're almost at the hour here. Like, I mean, we well, could, yeah, like, we'll wrap it up. And yeah, then we'll get let's into not this. fucking give all our best yeah, ideas yeah. away to these assholes. <laughs> if anybody's still listening, <laughs> Lou's mom. Tell me about Lou's mom. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, um, yeah, she just moved to town. Last oh, good year. Here. Oh, nice. Yeah, you told yeah. me. That. Uh, her and the old man split up probably around three, four y- years ago. Fucking about nice. time. Yeah, yeah, they were they were together for like I don't know, thirty years. It's a good run. Same with my parents. Good run. Nice. Yeah, yeah adults of divorce. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you guys, you got to get a divorce done when yeah, you're like two it's years old. It's like adult children of divorce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys didn't do it right. Like I got two Christmases the whole time. You know what I mean? I got to like kind of go to a different city and fuck around in like the summer and the winter. It was nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So if your parents out there and you're thinking of staying together for the kids look at how much fun i'm having and look at their past two years <laughs> <laughs> lou has a handlebar mustache now i'm finding myself yeah, yeah exactly jackie moved in with me hey. better i mean worse mistakes have been made worse things have also happened to better people right so i'm not gonna oh, sit yeah, here and yeah, say no, you know one that. way or the other yeah. but um we are gonna land the plane here i think so lou tell me and the people where they can find you oh man uh open mics around town usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's vancouver um uh i shouldn't give out my address um that'd be Any awesome social media social media yeah i'm on the instagram <laughs> at lou.albany mm-hmm. that's a-l-b-n-i oh, we'll oh yeah no yeah. scroll yeah scroll uh, down motherfucker you'll yeah. find it. i spelled that wrong i'm very high <laughs> Uh, L-B-N-I a, There's another A in there uh, It's also kind of hard to find Like I've, I've looked for you And I, yeah, it's, I've, yeah. Yeah, it's been hard to find Yeah I'm shadow banned For my uh, opinions Oh uh, that's, that's oh. true <laughs> You know That's all it was You it's also <laughs> If you're uh, <laughs> if, if you're uh, uh, Hardcore Show Me Yours fans And you've watched our sketches 
which we haven't posted on our YouTube yet, so you probably haven't been able to find. So it. you do Lou posted uh, them on his page, and I didn't know how to how to get yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, but Lou directs you kind of handle all that the stuff. sketches that we that we've done. That's true. So. Mm-hmm. Um, also, why not is my website. Oh yeah, check that out. Yeah, that there'll will, be a link down there. That will lead to everything else. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with somebody that'll take care of you, make you know your dick look like real cool on camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm uh, desperate for rent money, so I'll do almost anything. Hit me up why not mm-hmm. Hell yeah. He's a great uh, videographer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Videographer. If I'll, you're a I'll comedian shoot your and you're watching this, I'll shoot your sketch. Hell yeah. Shoot your Will you do weddings and like births and stuff like that? Yeah, I'll do yeah. births, no weddings, okay. uh, divorces. I'll do that. Dude, um, that would be awesome. Be if <laughs> you're an aspiring OnlyFans model, hit me up. I am not weird. Don't let the mustache thing about me. We're actually honestly. come to the right place. This is the other reason we brought you here. Jackie's the eyes running out pretty quick and uh <laughs> we need somebody uh you know i mean it's nice the the best thing about living um you know what i mean with 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 your with your significant other with your partner in the city is that there's uh two incomes coming in yeah <laughs> and uh you know gotta gotta yeah gotta make money somehow if it's so. if, yeah. if and and if i and if my lower part of my torso and penis could be a part of that any way possible then i'm open to it hell yeah um yeah <laughs> Also, if you're a professional pornography model, uh, hit me up and there we can do that. That would be dope, too. Yeah. Collab. Yeah, I'm willing to do almost anything. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, this is uh, this has been, uh, it's my first podcast ever. So Dude, you did great. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. We're honored to, to pop your cherry. Feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, the start was kind of rough, but I smoked that pot and I got a little bit more comfortable. And, oh, uh, no, it hasn't been rough at all. No, okay. it's, yeah, you sailing good. all the way through. Jesus Christ, we, we had, had Pang on here. Come uh, on. Yeah, just, uh, I was going to say, we have had much more awkward guests. Yeah, I hope my accent isn't too weird. No, your accent is fine. You brought a great album on, my friend. And yeah, I just I just called to say I love you. Okay. Yeah, and you were our first guest in the new space hell yeah so. um fauci's a liar thanks everybody <laughs> <laughs>